Single parenting isn't easy. We understand. Most parents don't plan to go it alone, but you can still make the most of this journey for your children and yourself. In fact, if you and your family are on that journey, this podcast is for you. Welcome to the Single Parent Advocate community and to our podcast. And here are your hosts, single parent founder, Stacey Poitras, broadcast journalist, single dad and friend, Daryl Moody. Hello to you, wherever you are. Thank you once again for joining us. This is the Single Parent Advocate Podcast. I am the aforementioned Daryl Moody, joining you from my home studios in Orlando, Florida. Stacy, you are there in Dallas, the VentureX, Louisville, the realm at Castle Hills. Uh, and we didn't really plan this, but you and I matched today. So how cool is that? Matchy, matchy. So the weather is a little bit cooler out there and the uh, holidays are now upon us. And that is the uh, subject for today's show is the holidays, how to navigate them, how to handle them as a single parent. Uh, Obviously, there are uh, a plethora of challenges that come along with being a single parent around the holidays. Uh, But before we get into that, Stacey, you guys had a huge event uh, for Thanksgiving where you helped a lot of uh, families who need it. Talk to us about that. Oh, yeah. So we had about 100 families come through our specific um, Thanksgiving outreach where we provided these cool home for the holidays boxes and in partnership with um, Huffines and Gab Wireless and many, many other nonprofits. We gathered at an area mall. It's called Music City Mall. And we handed out thousands of turkeys and food items. People were allowed to get their flu vaccines or if they uh, needed a COVID vaccine and had opted into that, that was available to them. Scads of diapers and lots of goodwill going on. I brought some party favors for you. Check it out. That is holiday festive, I like it. Yeah, jingle bells. Oh, here you go. So, we're, we are, you know, pr- providing food and all kinds of things to families, you know, of course, for Thanksgiving, not ignoring Thanksgiving, not skipping Thanksgiving, but also really trying to help families have a nice environment between Thanksgiving and Christmas at home. So we put things like uh, ornament crafts in the boxes. Everybody got a fun hat. Parents got a Santa scarf. Uh, lots of different things uh, in their boxes. I'm not going to spoil it all, but uh, so we will meet together with families in person. We'll have a Christmas parade live with Santa in uh, mid-December, right before Christmas, to provide as many gifts and things that we can support families at Christmas with, of course. And then um, huge thanks to Chief Rhyme at the Highland Village Police Department. He's going to come and and really support us there and uh, so many others. So we're super excited. So Thanksgiving and Christmas for us kind of go together. Uh, We have an area charity we're going to be talking with and uh, maybe they're going to be providing some more food for us to give out and Huffines, Chevrolet of Louisville and other uh, dealerships that they have have really come in and sponsored us over the years and they're going to be around again. And so it's really, really a a good time for us. And we're, you know, just ramping up, Daryl. It's, you know, like I said, it's Christmas and Thanksgiving Central and we're just so grateful and uh, honored to be able to be in everybody's lives and and being able to lean in makes, uh, makes us all smile. 
And if, uh, if the folks want to see pictures of your elves at work and, and get an idea of just how big of an operation it was, uh, go to Single Parent Advocate uh, Facebook page, Twitter, Instagram, and you can see all of your helpers there. Oh, so, yeah. So like I said, you know, the holidays presents all kinds of challenges for single parents from time off for work to be with the kids to, you know, being able to afford presents. And when you and I were talking about uh, the show and what we were going to do this week, you brought up a blog post that you had written in the past with uh, a number of really good tips for how to survive the holidays. So let's get into some of that. And, and one of these in particular, when we get toward the bottom of your list, uh, created a challenge for me this year uh, with, with my uh, daughter's mother as far as time sharing and that sort of thing. But let's get right into this blog post. There is some really good stuff here for folks. Awesome. Yeah, no, I, you know, when I wrote this article, you know, I was thinking about, you know, um, as I mentioned before and previous episodes, I always really had a lot of separation anxiety and I have a heart for people who have to be separated um, from their children, especially during the holiday times. Or let's say you're new to being a single parent, right? And you're, you know, alone with, with your children. And so there's so many different dynamics, right? Or let's say you've lost a loved one and they're your home. So I tried to make the article applicable to a lot of, of different perspectives, you know, so that there would be something in it for everyone. It's a pretty simple article. Uh, but, you know, the first thing I talk about is don't be afraid of doing something new. You know, there's a lot of new traditions that can be created when you're in a new normal. So if you find yourself in a new normal, whether you landed there willingly or not, it's a perfect time to take a look around you and go, okay, um, I'm going to let go of sorrow or let go of being stuck in the past and start looking at what fits me today. You know, is it going to be uh, cooking with, uh, you know, something new, a new dish? Is it going to be reading a different, uh, you know, reading a different book, reading, sharing a different kind of gathering? You know, I don't know, Daryl, did you find yourself when you were kind of new to single parenting? Did you do something new around the holidays? Well, we did. As a matter of fact, my alma mater, the University of Central Florida, they have a holiday themed event every year called Light Up UCF. And they have an ice skating rink and they blow fake snow and all that kind of stuff. So uh, my girls and I have gone for the last three years uh, in a row. Unfortunately, last year it was, it was uh, you know, canceled because of COVID. But uh, that's become our holiday tradition as we go to light up UCF. And I haven't mustered up the bravery to attempt uh, uh, ice skating yet. But uh, they've got a big Ferris wheel and they, they, they do a horse carriage ride and all kinds of stuff. And my kids love it. That's become one of our... Uh, holiday traditions. Well, you know, what's been new to me is as a, a single parent who is now an empty nester, so to speak, is it's really new for my son not to be home, right? You know, and so I'm, you know, what can we do, you know, and so we all talked about it. And so he's going to be coming in, not on Christmas, but just before Christmas, you know, and so I'm trying to roll with that and, you know, be prepared to have Christmas a little bit early with him. And then maybe on Christmas Day, I'll, I'll do something new for myself, right? You know, and um, so it'll be interesting, you know, for me as well. So whether you're, you know, having a new tradition, you know, 
uh, with older kids or with younger kids or those in the middle, embrace it. Uh, you know, what it, what is something you always wanted to do as long as it's in reach and it's, it's you know, going to be pleasant, you know, try it, right? For sure. For sure. You know, another one of the tips that you have in this blog post is uh, to focus on what the holidays truly mean to you and your family. And that follows right along with the next one to avoid overspending and racking up debt. You know, we've talked about this in the past, the need to compete with our our other co-parent. And, you know, it's really important for me. You know, I see I have a, a, a complicated relationship when it comes to the holidays, because I feel like my ex-wife really uh, was just so into Christmas and, and it was like a month worth of rituals and the, and the, the cookie baking. And, you know, it starts Thanksgiving night with, with the, the National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation movie. And, you know, one of the things that, that always bothered me was, was the way the adults have their own Christmas on Christmas Eve and then the kids get their Christmas, Christmas Day. There's a, there's a, a Google Doc of a, of a shared Christmas list that all the adults share. To me, I can't I, I never participated in it. It just felt juvenile to me. But more importantly, it felt like it was too materialistic. So I really like what you say here about focusing on family and focusing on the real meaning of Christmas, uh, whatever that is for you and your family or the holidays, whatever that is, whether it's Hanukkah or, or Festivus for the rest of us, whatever whatever you celebrate in your family. But uh, to me, it's really like important to, to spend time with family and to make it about that rather than, oh my gosh, what do I buy for this person? What are they going to get for me? Or, oh, I got to make sure we get to the mall to get this. It, it, the whole hustle and bustle of buying the gifts and all that, it just creates anxiety for me. Well, and I have to agree with you. And, and I, you know, you don't want to be within three miles of my house whenever it's Christmas because I, unloading <laughs> the attic and getting all of the Christmas down and spread throughout the house, you know, it's about, you know, a week long process. I was just talking to a friend the other day about this giant flocked fake pre-lit Christmas tree that we have. And I cannot do it myself. I, I It's way too big for me to handle. And I have to get help, you know, and nobody, it's kind of like asking a friend to help you move. Nobody wants to show up for that, you know? And so, you know, I was thinking, okay, I have, a nativity in my faith, you know, nativity is important or, you know, I have a wreath and maybe I could put a couple of centerpieces out, but, you know, just try to make it more doable and pleasant for me so that I, a, I'm not tapping all my neighbors and friends and, and uh, <laughs> wearing them out. And then also, you know, trying to make it where it's about what Christmas, well, for me, it's Christmas, you know, for, so Christmas means something in my faith. And so I want to focus on that. So maybe, you know, I simplify a little bit, you know, and, you know, try to keep it manageable. You know, there's a lot of times when we try to push ourselves to do so much. um, And then there's also that fact that we have a lot to do between work and Christmas programs and holiday programs and going to see things and friends and parties and gatherings of all kinds around the holidays. Um, So I think it's really smart to kind of think, okay, how can I simplify, you know, and still have, you know, a warm and pleasant experience. And, and, you know, I don't think that 
everybody agrees on, you know, the holiday times necessarily across um, how to do it or what's important. But what we do agree on is that it's important and there is a spiritual element to it for all of us. And we just don't want to get so busy that we cut that out. Um, It's really what I was trying to say, you know, make room for some private time with with your spirituality. Now, I will say this with respect to decorating. Uh I'm a real I'm a real Christmas tree guy. I like the real Christmas tree. I like that it's different every year. The experience of going and getting it is different. And, you know, some year you have a a Douglas fir. The next year you have a different kind of tree. Sometimes, you you know, I did one year. uh, I, I made the mistake of buying it too late in the season and I just got this scraggly you know, Charlie Brown looking Christmas tree, but the tree has character. And we always remember that year when we had, remember the, the year we had the Christmas tree. tree that we had to put in the corner so that you couldn't see the big bear <laughs> spot in the middle of it. To me, I'm a real tree guy. I love the smell. I'm not so much worried about the fire danger that everybody talks about, especially with LED lights now and all that sort of thing. But uh, I am definitely a real tree fan. Well, and I was even thinking about that as opposed to bringing the fake tree down from the attic again. <laughs> You know, so we'll see. But um, no, yeah, and the smell, you know, just making sure you keep enough water in the pan and all of that. Yep, absolutely. And then, you know, we talk about, you know, focusing on, um, you know, our budgets and making, you know, so whether we're talking about time or, or, or finances or, you know, all of the activities and what we're going to plug and play in, you know, just trying to keep it pleasant so we don't be frantic um, and, and, and embracing that, you know. And the, the flip side of that, though, Daryl, and this really isn't in the blog, but, uh, you know, a lot of people are isolated and they kind of feel alone around the holidays, right? And so making sure that you do something that's going to feel good, that feels pleasant right that you don't let yourself just kind of go okay I'm gonna skip it this year like take some time and and get together with you know friends giving and Christmas gatherings and holiday gatherings that are with groups of people who build you up who really help you realize that you're important and you're not alone right I think well, one of the one of the biggest challenges for single parents when it comes to the holidays is time sharing. And who gets the kids on Christmas? Who gets them on Thanksgiving? Who gets them on New Year's? And this has actually come up just in the last few weeks in my house and my family uh, as a challenge with my ex-wife, and that is the time sharing schedule. And so I'm going to read to you a paragraph from my settlement agreement that, that goes. Oh, the parenting are you plan, really rather. listeners? Yeah, do they really need to hear the whole paragraph? Well, in order to, in order to explain this situation, right, I need to, I need to right. read it to everybody so that we all know what, what the words are. Okay. okay. What, what's written, written in the agreement. Here okay? we go, everybody. Hang so, on. So, ba- so basically this is what we do. We alternate the holidays. One year, one, one parent gets the kids for the entire week of Thanksgiving. The next year they don't, I don't have them this year. I'm taking a cruise with my girlfriend. I'm excited about that but that's neither here nor there. Now, as far as Christmas is concerned, the way we have decided to do it is we basically split up the entire uh, winter break and one parent takes the, the first half that includes Christmas, the other parent takes the second half that includes Christmas. However, when it came to mediation and getting, you know, do, doing that process, I, 
I let some things go and I missed some things in, in the mediation that I really probably should have fought for. But honestly, I went into that day, you know, with her telling me, you cannot have the kids and I'm going to keep the house. So once I found out that she was not going to take the kids from me, and once I found out I got equal time sharing with the kids, and once I found out that she was not going to be able to take the house from me, there are some things that I let go. This is one that I really wish I had fought for. But anyway, so with respect to the parenting plan and the time sharing agreement over the holidays, this is what it says. Should the parties be in the same county on Christmas Day, the party that does not have the children shall have them from 1 p.m. until 9 a.m. the next day. If it's the father's turn to have the first half and mother is entitled to have them Christmas Day as provided above, she shall keep them until 9 a.m. on December 28th. However, father shall be entitled to three days prior to the return of school as makeup time. Now, my ex-wife's birthday is on the 27th. And for her, she's a twin. So, you know, Christmas is a week-long extravaganza in her house. So for her, you know, having the kids on her birthday is almost as important to have them on Christmas. Now, when it's my ex-wife's turn to have the kids, we're never in the same county. She goes down to Sarasota County where her parents live. I'm in Orlando in Orange County. I don't chase her down there to take the kids from her. So this will be our third Christmas being divorced. And for two of these Christmases, I've gone without my kids on Christmas Day. And for you single parents who have gone without your kids on Christmas Day, you know how crappy that is. So two years ago, the first time that it happened, I told my ex-wife, I said, you need to understand from now on, when I have the kids for the first half of Christmas break, we will not be in the same county as you on Christmas Day because I don't want to give my kids up and I don't think I should have to considering I don't take them from you on your Christmas. So leading up to the holidays, uh, I had already kind of prepped my kids and told them, Hey, we're going to go down to South Florida for, for much of the Christmas break. And we're going to do our, you know, we're going to do our own thing down there. And I, I saw in the time sharing calendar that my, my ex-wife and I share, she had indicated on that calendar that she was going to get them on Christmas day. And I wouldn't get them back until the end of the winter break. So to try and, and prepare her, you know, for what my plans were, I told my kids to tell her that we're going to go away for Christmas and we're going to be down in West Palm Beach for Christmas, for Christmas Day. So my oldest daughter told my ex-wife that and she said, no, you'll be with me on Christmas and you'll be with me on, on my birthday. So this got back to me and I texted my wife, ex-wife very innocently and said, we need to figure out the holidays. Apparently there's been some confusion. I said, just so that you know, we're going to go away for Christmas and we'll be back that Monday so that you can have them for the second half of the break. And she said, no, you're not. They'll be with me on Christmas. So I, I took a screenshot of that paragraph from our parenting plan and I sent that to her. And she says, you know, she interprets that that as, it clearly states that the kids are going to come to me on Christmas. What's, where's the confusion? And I'm like, no, 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 you don't understand. We're not going to be here. So they, she went back and forth, you know, and she left it as I'm going to call my attorney. And I said, have at it, have your attorney explain that to you. Uh, and sure enough, she came back the next day and said, how about we do this? Why don't you, you know, why don't you give them back to me on that Sunday 
so that I can have them for my birthday and go down there. And I said, that's fine. I said, look, I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not trying to manipulate it and have the kids more than you. I'm not trying to cheat you out of time with the kids. I go, I don't care how we do it as long as it's fair. I said this, you know, I've had two Christmases alone and they suck and I don't want to do it again. It's your turn. So, and, and she was like, well, well, let's make a deal. Let's do this. And I'm like, no, 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 we're not negotiating a deal. Like we're going to, this is going to be fair, you know? So I, this isn't a compromise. This isn't an olive branch. This is how it's going to be. And finally she accepted that. And so what we've agreed to do is on Sunday, they'll go to her and then they'll spend the second half of the break with her. So what we did is we basically just added up the total number of overnights from when school ends on that Friday and when it starts again on Monday, the second, I want to say. And so we've, you know, we've equally divided it in half. And that's exactly what your blog article says to do and to keep the other parent in mind. And, you know, it was important to me to not have to fight with her about it, A, because I don't think I should have to fight for something that I'm legally entitled to. And second of all, the kids don't need to see us fight. They need to see us you know, agree on things, which we are doing right now. I mean, I'll admit I'm in a better place with my ex-wife than I have ever been. And we get along fairly well so far, but this was something that we butted heads on. And thankfully, you know, she had to call her attorney and her attorney explained to her that, no, you can't actually do that. And it clearly states if you're in the same County. So anyway, long story short, we're at a, we're at a, a basketball game uh, a week or two later that my kids are both in the YMCA basketball league. And uh, my youngest daughter says to me, she goes, daddy, did you, did you tell mommy what we're going to do for Christmas? And I'm like, we've already worked it out. It's fine. There's, you know, there's, we've already, you know, hashed all that out. And so when she walked away, I made a point to lean over to my ex-wife and I said, Hey, you know, as far as that's concerned, I just want to let you know, I appreciate you being reasonable about this. I said, again, I'm, I'm not trying to cheat anybody out of time. I just want it to be fair. And she was like, well, you know, when the kids were, were, were really little, I, you know, to me, that was more important because she didn't think I was going to give the kids a real Christmas. That's a whole other can of worms. We're not going to get into that. <clears throat> but, uh, you know, she said, now that, now that the kids are older, I, I don't think that, you know, creating the perfect Christmas is as important as much as it is, as it is just being together. She said, so as long as I can have the kids on my birthday, I'm going to be fine with whatever we decide to do. Now, a couple of years from now, you know, when her birthday's in the middle of the week and I don't really, you know, I, and, and we're on a cruise or something or we're, you know, out of state and, you know, we'll have to deal with that. But to your point of what's in the article, you know, I'm really proud of her and myself for working together on that and doing what's best for the kids. Well, and I think too, you know, just listening to all you went through to kind of come around to that really great compromise, is you know you don't want to put your kids in the middle sending messages back and forth to each other because that makes them a part of a conversation that is really probably unhealthy for them to be a part of because you really want to bless the kids you know during the holidays you know you want you don't want them to be a part of the back and forth you know if you can avoid it right and so many people you know they talk with their kids about christmas plans before they're solidified you know and i can see how that would would happen and be necessary 
But I would just, you know, congratulate you guys on, you know, compromising, you know, because sometimes the best gift you can give is uh, being uh, flexible, being, you know, taking the higher road. That by itself is a gift, right? And and the gift of time, the gift of understanding. The, uh, there's another blog on, um, on the... Uh, website, I think, you know, Daryl, it talks about, you know, a lot of the gifts that we can give uh, during the holidays that are gold. And, um, you know, I really applaud you for that. Way to go. And, and you, you clearly had to go through a lot of specific things in order to get that um, to come together for all of you and and that's just really good and i know everybody has moving parts everybody has like an every year's different it's not like you can just say okay this is what's going to be like and then it just unfolds like that very rarely is it going to be the same next year and certainly as as our kids um, grow and mature things change you know <laughs> mine are all in in uh, their 20s or, well, Chris is in his 20s, as is my nephew. Um, and so, you know, the games we play at the Christmas table is poker and, you know, fun, uh, you know, more adult games versus, you know, Candyland and shoots and ladders and stuff like that, you know. So I think you did great. And I think she did, too, you know, and I'm really glad you guys went. One thing that I want to point out that I really feel like you guys did well, too, is you went to uh, counseling or, you know, to the attorneys, even though it was, uh, you know, kind of how are you interpreting this? How are you interpreting it? You didn't just go to war together. You said, no, I'm going to go check. Or she said, I'm going to go check. And you said, yes, please do that. You know, and then that way, you know, okay. Well, to be perfectly honest, I remember I remember asking my attorney two years ago and saying, so if I run, understand this correctly, if I want to have my kids all day Christmas, I got to go somewhere. He's like, that's what you should do. You should absolutely do that. So I just, you know, and I tried to prepare for it two years ago and say, hey, look, when I've got the kids for Christmas, we're going to go away because we have to. But, um, you and, know, you know, those are, and, and if that doesn't work in the future, you know, those things can be amended, you know, but I, you know, way to go. And, and that's totally exactly what I was talking about. Even though it sounded a little tense, you got past the tense and into, okay, you get to go on a trip, have them for a while and she gets to have them for the birthday. And, you know, just like me, my son is going to be coming in in early December instead of on Christmas day. You know, I have to think okay well that's blessing that's still a blessing right and i'm gonna have my well, and it's, and it's a net them. positive it, it ends as a net positive nobody's got their feelings hurt nobody's sore exactly. you know and it's and it's it's all it's all you know it's all positive Just try it's to all... chill a little you know and go okay let's be flexible and that is a gift that is a holiday happiness present you know, is how do we create win-wins in our families for our kids and, you know, for everything. And then eventually, you know, as co-parents, you can say to other people who may apply pressure about, you know, where are the children? What about this? What about that? You have now made a decision together and you said, this is what we have decided to do. We're moving forward with this. If there's another option or if we can come by at a different time, we'd love to. And we know that that's going to be, you know, some uh, 
you know, give and take on your part. And we really appreciate it, you know, and. Well, and, you know, in last year, you know, we, we did our Christmas on the 29th. And, yeah. And it was, and, and and it everybody, was everybody, you know, sometimes has to move things around, but you know, then you get back to that day, the, that special day and, you know, your spiritual and the date on the calendar isn't that important. Exactly. But, you know, that's where you plug in your spiritual practice. That's where you plug in time for yourself. That's where you plug in new things to do. You know, so it all works together to where, okay, so you've got some time alone that, you know, you've given the gift of compromise and understanding. And then you try something new. You do something for yourself. You spend time with your spiritual practice and you you don't get you know, stuck in separation anxiety, stuck with, uh, you know, feeling alone. You you find something new, you find some new friends, and you go and you make the most of it. Well, Not I, you know. necessarily shopping therapy, although shopping therapy is one of my most favorite things in the whole wide world. <laughs> uh, yeah, and retail therapy isn't a, isn't a problem for me. I don't worry about that. But um, <laughs> one thing I do plan to do uh, during the second half is to make time for myself, which is back to your to your blog article. That's one of the things that you say is really important to do. You know, I'm a golfer. I like to play golf. So I definitely plan to play some golf during that time. Absolutely. Whatever, whatever makes you feel like you had a great day and, and you know, give yourself the gift of what's it going to make me uh, feel like if I do this or don't do that and uh, have a wonderful holiday. And that's your gift to yourself. And that, and that's, that's important too. I think as long as it's well, healthy and safe. <laughs> and this year, and this year I don't have to spend hundreds of dollars on fireworks. Cause last year I, I bought, you know, a bunch of fireworks for new year's Eve because that was my holiday. So that's going to be, that's going to be a break. And be mix it up. Every year is going to be a box of chocolates and you just roll with what you get. And just the one thing that stays the same is a willingness to work with change embrace a new normal and you know make sure that you kind of look at the softer things about you know the holiday which is time with friends and family and your spiritual practice and and um, making sure that you're giving the gift of understanding and um, kindness well you know like I said for me, one of the biggest challenges of the holidays is learning to do without your kids. And, and you know, a lot of our hard. listeners and viewers have the same exact challenge. And, it is and it's, so hard. You know, it's, it's how, you know, to your point, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of the way my ex-wife and I handled this. And I think it lays a, a solid foundation for future holidays where we, there won't even be any kind of debate. It's just there's an understanding. We know how we're going to do it and it's gonna work out every year. Well, and you know, I've met several people who have had divorces and they've gotten to the place in their families where they still share the holidays together. They've, you know, gotten to a point to where their co-parenting situation has really healed. They've gotten into a groove. And so they'll still have the holidays all together. And so, you know, that is a possibility and it's, it's a real positive thing, I believe, in you know, don't have to necessarily do the holidays separately if you feel like that'd be uh, something that you're open to and would enjoy as a, you know, co-parenting 
group. I know. I see that grin. I see the grin. That feels so far off in the future for me. But, I mean, hopefully one day. I mean, you know, hopefully one day we can share a Christmas dinner together. Yeah. I just need some more time to heal. Yeah. And, and you know what? That's a gift she can give you. Well, and, and, and handling Christmas the way we did this year goes a long way toward that goal. Toward for building me, that. Anyway. Exactly. You're building equity in making sure that your family is healthy and that you have good memories. I mean, really, you want to build good memories together, especially this time of the year, and build good memories for yourself during your downtime. And, and, you know, don't don't forget that you matter. Well, I hope that you folks got a lot out of that. I mean, Stacy, is there anything else you want to follow up with, uh, you know, for this? I feel like we put a good bow on it. Pardon the pun. <laughs> Where's my bows? Well, these are ears. These are Christmas tree ears. But um, I think I just want to make sure everybody has a really great holiday, kind and uh, understanding as much as possible and uh, work with each other to build happy memories. And um, we'll see you next show. I think for my message, it's remember the reason for the season. Oh, that's a good one, Daryl. See, I keep you around for a reason. You're rubbing off on me, Stacey. That's what it is. <laughs> well, hopefully everybody will have some input for us and our our next time we get together, we'll talk, we'll dig into some more of this stuff. So for now, everybody enjoy the season and uh, be, be, uh, be kind. See you later, folks. 